Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Today Imaniana. I'm Alex. This is Xavier. We're very excited to have you joining us this morning on a, on a definitely a, a little bit of a chilly morning. But beautiful. Charge, but beautiful. When the sun is it's out, it's always yeah, just it's gives you that energy. Fresh yeah. spring morning. That makes, yeah, you, that makes you feel that's good. That's a good word for it. Fresh. fresh. There you go. Like, you know, dining al fresco. You know, you know that's like, that's like Fresco breeze. is the perfect word. Dining yeah. al fresco. Exactly. It's, it's the kind of day in which you can, you can dine which al you fresco. Which you can, you know, this is a perfect day for a nice café con leche. Café con leche. Right? Exactly. So get your café con leche. Get to your cozy spot. Sit down and enjoy some today, even yeah. yeah. So I can't think of a better way to start the morning. So and don't gonna, forget, don't forget, if, I mean, you got to like, share, and subscribe. Subscribe, you know? there you That's go. That's very important. Absolutely. So, you know, this way you can not miss it any It makes of Alex smile artists. every time you do that. I see oh, it. Oh, well, it just I, makes me I happy see a little, remember. I'm like, I see him smile and say, somebody must have just liked that got, show. He got it. He got it. Yeah, it's true. It gives me a nice big smile when somebody likes to share. So we always love that. Uh, here on today, Manana. We've got a great show lined up we for do. you this morning. We're going to be joined very shortly by Brianna Field. Uh, she is an artist and the owner of Brave Collaborative. I'll follow later in the show by Davi Leventhal, the artist and founder of the Fushito Project, among many other things that, that, we'll, uh, that we'll talk about. So we've got some fantastic artists joining us this morning, and we're very excited about it. Already got some people liking the show this morning. Uh, Dimitri Dretro, thanks for liking the show this morning. Clara Kosha, thanks for liking the show this morning. So we got already some, some big fans. Absolutely, some yes. Some big fans of the show. As always, love being here on the I Love Seville Network set. We love being presented by Emergent Financial Services and powered by our good friends at Matias Yon Realty, uh, by our friends Miguel and Chick at Credit Serious Insurance, by Castle Hill Cider, and by Forward Adelante, the premier Latino networking group here in Charlottesville, Virginia. So I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm excited to always. To jump I'm right always in this excited. Morning. Yeah, I mean that's the best part of the show, right? It's, it's to, to hear what what uh, our guests have to it say. Is no, but nobody really hears, cares about our intro. Like, ah, James, Xavier, <laughs> Alex, just dead to the desk, dead to the desk. So we are very excited to welcome to the show this morning, Brianna Field. She is an artist and the owner of Brave Collaborative. Brianna, thanks so much for joining us morning. this morning. Thank you for having me. It's an amazing opportunity. No, it's a pleasure. It, it, it's, a pleasure to have you on. So for those who don't know you, tell us just a little bit about yourself, how you first became passionate about, about art and, and painting. Yeah, of course. So I've been a painter since I was a kid. Um, I was very motivated by gifts. I was always finding anything, rocks, boxes, whatever, painting them, and I'd give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I would say from the time I was a kid, I'm going to be an artist when I grow up. Wow. And I actually, I went to art school. I painted my first mural at 18. It was a really fun experience. And then I painted a couple more while I was in school. Excuse me. Um, and I thought then this could be a really cool business, you know, traveling around and painting in people's houses. But I didn't really have the, the drive or wherewithal to work for myself, you know. I was also in school for woodworking, not for painting. Oh. I saw the facilities at the art school, and I saw the, all the machines in there, and I thought, if I'm going to do a four-year degree, I want to come out with a completely new skill, not something I've been working on. So after school, I really chased that, and I ended up working in wood shops and furniture companies and teaching wood shop classes and got a little away from the painting, mm -hmm. and then I wanted to move around and kind of accidentally um, fell into winemaking and then ended up chasing winemaking harvest for 10 years all around wow. so the world. I was going to say, yeah, very so I really got pretty far from painting, and I stayed connected to it um, just by listening to what the people around me needed and wanted. Mm -hmm. And so I painted kind of on the side for just different businesses I worked for, um, practical or artistic painting. 
I painted a mural in a hostel when I was traveling in India, and I painted a mural on the side of a barn while I was working um, on a farm in Ecuador. I just people would say, I, I kind of want to do this or that. And I'd say, well, you hired me to do this other thing, but I could do that. <laughs> um, so I continued to develop a, a comfort with it, mm-hmm. um, but wasn't really fully focused on it. And then, like a lot of entrepreneurs, kind of accidentally found my way back around to it. I was on a road trip from California to Virginia in the winter of 2020. And a friend bought a brand new house in Austin, Texas, and said, uh, she was sending me pictures of all the white walls <laughs> and said, come and paint in my house. And I said, Austin's not on the way to Virginia, and um, I haven't painted in years, so I don't know about that. <laughs> but I ended up going and painting a mural and putting it on Facebook. And I had so many people um, interested in what I had done and invite me very sincerely to come paint in their homes. I'm fortunate to be from a really big family, and a lot of my cousins invited me into their mm-hmm. homes, and that's how I started building a portfolio, was painting for friends and, and cousins. And uh, after a few months of building a portfolio, I was really getting a lot of pressure from a lot of friends to, to keep going with this. They said, you found your thing, and it felt, and it felt really good, you know. So um, I decided to start, you know, approaching it as an official business venture, and um, a friend showed me how to use Instagram. I got my first real clients, I guess I would say, you know, just strangers from the Internet. And um, another friend built a website for me, and another friend did some digital design work, and we worked out a logo. A friend even made a decal to put on my truck for me, and I got some free life coaching sessions from another friend to help with That's awesome. <laughs> the, That's the yeah. you know, imposter syndrome. And so it really was, like, the, the village of friendships raising mm-hmm. me and convincing me that I didn't just have to do this as a side hustle, but I could really, I really had the ability to do it as a business. So, so, so I'm curious, so, so when you do uh, murals, right, um, is it inspired by what you want to put on there or do you kind of work with, I mean, especially if it's in that, inside the yeah. house, I suspect, do, they, do the owners of the house have an idea as to, I'd like to put this on the wall or how does that work? Yeah, so that's actually the key to the puzzle for me has been <laughs> working with people. Yeah. Um, like I said, when I was a kid, I was always painting as a present. I had a person in mind that I wanted to give that okay. gift to. Gotcha. And then in school, they're guiding you kind of what to make and what mm-hmm. skills to develop. And so then when you're released on the world and you could make or paint anything, maybe most artists think that's amazing, but I found the lack of limitations to be quite terrifying. Mm-hmm. And I thought if you could paint anything and what out of anything you choose this it better mean something, you know? And I think I really struggled with that. Right. And um, so then just having the this, this simple parameters set by a person saying, I like these colors, or this is my idea, or this is my passion, or this is really what um, memories I want to kind of commemorate with the mural, or how I want to feel when I walk in my space. Um, those limitations kind of start the creative wheels okay. turning for me. Okay. And the mural for me is really, I mean, it's, it's just, it's just a painting, and paintings are cool. But to me, it's an expression of that successful conversation sure. mm-hmm. with that client. And when I was working with friends and cousins, I was never um, designing or sketching anything. We were just talking and talking throughout the whole process of the mural. And so when my first client said, well, can you do some sketches or designs? I said, no. <laughs> you know, that's not how I've been doing this, and I've been really liking the process. And... Uh, 
I've been very grateful to have people still continue to in, engage with that process for me. But I've, the light bulb moment was that I need the person. I need the limitations that they kind of set to get the creative right. wheels turning. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, um, and then what brings meaning to me is the, it's, it's like saying we found the right words. We understood each other. We've listened to each other. And this is what we made together. Yeah. That's amazing. That was- so how does the process work? So like, okay, you meet a, you meet a client and is it trying to do talk to them? You then start painting directly the mural or is it like a long process where you're trying to envision it in your head? I'm curious, as you don't do the sketches in advance and stuff, what, how does the process work between like when someone first reaches out to you and, and when you actually like... Yeah, I mean, I make sure they have some sort of idea of what they want mm. and ability to begin to communicate that. Mm. Um, if someone says, I have no idea, well, then you can start the conversation by saying, why, then why a mural versus just buying some art that you like? Yeah. Why do you want this to be created for you versus just going out and purchasing something you already resonate with? Mm-hmm. And uh, going in their space is really helpful for me. And they say, I don't know what I like, but they've already made so many choices inside mm. the space. And so just getting the conversation rolling, generally even people that say they're not creative at all they have amazing ideas um so yeah it's generally people if they approach me open for that conversation i can convince them to continue to work with with my process so 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 i'm curious so how difficult so i I, so from what i'm kind of reading from you if you're working with somebody you'll create a few sketches or in other words here's a scratch of kind of a conversation and eventually you get to the point where it's like some you know the, the person no, but there was no sketches. No, there are, there's no sketches whatsoever. I've done a couple or like yeah. two minutes to show Sh- someone like the the size of something compared to maybe a piece of furniture in the room, but that that's it. Yeah. So, so you basically, so really, once, I prefer to do So that. you just talk, and then you just have this wall, and you begin to paint. Yes, wow. it's. And, but I mean, I'll to paint me, over. That's, it's like awesome. You have I'll this paint huge over wall. Stuff. It's like I don't care. how big do I make? <laughs> This guy's head, or this house on this wall, or I've painted over an entire mural before. I worked on it for four days, and I decided yeah. I'd missed the mark, and it wasn't what I wanted. It wasn't what the client wanted. I rolled over it, and I started. Oh. Again. So you started again. So you had to paint so. the whole thing like white or, yes. or whatever. Oh. I've never had a, a desk job in my life ever. Yeah. I've worked in a bunch of different industries, and I've never even had a job where I sit. So it doesn't interest me to sit there and try to figure out what something's mm. going to look like before it's even started. Wow! It's like That's... pulling out the, the soul of the, the process, yeah. you know. And it's like going on a hike when you already know what the view is at the end. It's like, I just wow. That's, yeah, that's it's, it's very unexciting I thought it'd be to me. The other way around. Here's the sketch, and now it's just well, you know, that's the analytical mind. Exactly yeah, that's like. me. It's that's like the analytical mind. Like, no, you gotta first. do this, 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 this. Right. Well, that's <laughs> what makes me excited to come back the next day and the next day and really work on it because mm-hmm. even I don't, I don't know. And so I tell people I'm going to be very receptive throughout the process. Um, the paint, beginning painting is just a continuation of the conversation. Yeah. It's not now the conversation is over, mm-hmm. and I'm going to paint now you know every day I consult with the clients um, and we walk through what's working what's not and I've, I've painted over a lot of stuff and I just prefer that process and I'm just curious people usually like have and, and maybe this is too much information for you to give us but do they have like scenery do they have people that they knew do they have uh, a surrealism things like Dali stuff in there I mean what is it that 
but most people like on their yeah. murals on their walls. Um, I've done some hand-painted wallpaper type things, oh, you know, okay. and some abstract so, gotcha, stuff. Gotcha. So that's kind of these more design elements. Mm -hmm. And then I've done, um, yeah, different imagery that people resonate with. I've done a lot of plant life and nature type murals. Okay. People yeah, really yeah. like that stuff in their gotcha. space. It's very lively and fun, but also calming. Right. Um, so yeah, all different types mm -hmm. of things. That's interesting. Wow. And some of them are rolling on the screen. If you're watching, you can you can see them. I pretend you're like there's there's that that blue circular one. Yes. That's the, like, it's almost like a design. It's, it's a, it more not calligraphy, but like you said, more of an abstract mandala. design. Yeah, it's a mandala. A mandala. There you go. There you go. And then there's the one the undersea. Yes, yes. I've actually I've done a couple. I've done I think three that are sea life mm -hmm. motivated. Yeah, that's because someone who really loves the nautical. So you feel like you're in an aquarium or something. Right? Yeah, yeah I did a baby's room that feels yeah. like you're underwater uh, yeah. or on the beach, that's, that's and then I did one at a, yeah. a water park yeah. in mm -hmm. northern Virginia. It's calming and restful, yeah. Yeah. and just amazing that that you can translate that onto onto a wall on such a large canvas, essentially. Thank that, you. That you can do. Do you have to use special paint for that, or just I use house paint, house which paint. has its limitations. It dries right. quite quickly, so yeah. um, okay. rendering it can be a bit challenging. Yeah. You have to really learn to work with the medium mm. you're using. But I think it has the most integrity for longevity um, of being in someone's home. So sure. I've kind sure. of just trained myself to, to work with house paints. And do you use like big brushes, rollers, or everything? Oh, I have all the oh, brush you have friends. All the tools, all the yes, little, tons you have of brushes. Ones too? Yeah, oh, tiny, oh, tiny ones, tons of those, all the way up to, you know, brushes you'd, you'd paint a house with. Wow, that's amazing. It is, it is. It's just that's a, that's so, a special talent. And, and it really, uh, what I'm kind of getting from you is that the conversation is like an integral element of the design it's, of the mural. How do you yeah. kind of, what is the importance, you would say, of conversation to, to that design? So for me, it has two purposes. Um, one is, I think we briefly talked about, just setting limitations mm -hmm. on something and then bringing meaning to it. It serves both of those purposes to me. Mm. And, and an analogy I, I like to use, I've also cooked for a job before, and you think, well, if, if someone takes you in a, the fanciest grocery store in town and says, you have an unlimited budget and 12 people are coming to your house next week, you know, what do you do? Like it's it's too many options. It's true. Yeah. I think, oh, I like scallops. I, I don't I don't know. Yeah. But if someone says, okay, you're in a food line, you've got 200 bucks, 12 people are coming to your house tonight. All of a sudden, I have a million ideas. And life has limitations, you know? And mm -hmm. I think everybody's going through their life trying to just do their best within their perceived set of limitations. Mm -hmm. And the people, I think, that are happiest are the ones that are able to to see those and maybe, you know, push against them a little. Gotcha. Um, and that creates that, that creative drive and that challenge. So even someone just saying, um, this is my reason for wanting a mural, these are the things that matter to me, and these are the colors that I like, then it turns it more into like a life project, you know? Mm -hmm. You have your limitations set, and now the goal is to, to push against those and do the best that you can. And then it really deeply matters to me to make that client feel heard and to feel like that was a really successful conversation and connection. So then instantly the mural means something. And it made a lot of sense to me too as someone that was really motivated um, from the time I was a little kid all through my teen years by making presents. Well, it's, it's a gift, you right. know? It's, right. it's yeah. that person. It's that person belongs, mm -hmm. that mural belongs to that person um, from its infancy. And so it also kind of re requires a bit of removal of the ego of the artist mm. to connect with that person. So, yeah, I, I really 
believe deeply in. I love words and finding the right words, and um, I write for fun. And so just finding the right words for uh, the mural is really meaningful for me. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's interesting. So sometimes the, the mural also has words. No. I just, you know, write poetry late at night okay. when I should be sleeping. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I just have a passion for words and for finding the right mm -hmm. words. Um, and I'm, I'm constantly reading and everything. So it allows me to kind of bring that interest in conversations yes. and um, verbal and written communication and words into the, the painting process. Mm -hmm. now, was there any... Sorry, to, I was asking all the questions. No, no, I'm just trying to Was there any artist that inspired you the most over time? Um, probably an artist that I worked for as an assistant um, back in the years right when I was kind of finishing school. Um, just because she was working so diligently. And I, I looked at her going into her studio every day and I thought, I, I'm not passionate enough to do this. I don't know what I'd paint if I had my own studio. And I just, I just don't know about all this. So I had to find my own process. Right. Mm -hmm. But she's been very inspirational to me throughout the years of, of the self-doubt. And um, she reminded me that you don't have to go to school to figure out what you're doing for the rest of your life. You yeah. just have to go to school to, to grow up, you know, mm -hmm. and learn to live a better life. And um, she also said that I, you don't have to be creating work to be an artist. And that helped me a lot. I felt like I hadn't abandoned that right. origin or mm -hmm. what I wanted to be when I grew up. It wasn't abandoned. That part of being an artist is just how you um, experience your world and process your world and um, cultivate relationships yeah. and create yeah. your life. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, she just helped me a lot as far as... Um, Continuing to believe that it might be my path, I suppose. Yeah. No, that's very good. That's, that's very amazing. Good. Yeah. We got some yeah. people liked in the show. John Miller liked in the show this morning. Shannon Fowler says, uh, "So proud of you, sister friend." Aww. So she thanked you, Shannon, for for joining us Thanks, this morning. Shannon. And uh, so I mean, I think what I love is the, the idea of the process and how um, it seems like the getting there is almost as beautiful as like the finished yes. product in a sense. Oh, for me, I mean, it's awesome when you finish a project. Of course, every artist loves that. You roll up your drop cloth, you take your pictures, and I like to go sit somewhere and have a glass of wine by myself and run through like a <laughs> gratitude inventory of what, that's my tradition, you know, run through a gratitude inventory of what brought me that client, what made that project mm -hmm. go well. But that's not really what I'm in it for. I'm in it for the moment when the client walks in the room and says, girl, that's exactly what I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes good. it's, that's exactly what I wanted. How did you pull it out of my head? And sometimes it's exactly what I wanted, but I didn't know. And so how did you figure it out? Mm -hmm. And that comes at different points in the process. And after that moment for me, I just have to finish it. Yeah. So that's really what I'm living for. That's, that's amazing. That's Do you amazing. ever find that sometimes the, the process of like a client talking with you and you conversing with them to figure out what they want also like clarifies for them like they learn something about oh, yes. what they love and value and what's important to them because like you know maybe they go into it saying I just want a mural but then you're kind of drawing out what they actually value in life yes absolutely just getting someone to talk through it and sometimes it becomes kind of a lesson of teaching someone a bit of an artistic vocabulary mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. using different adjectives. And sometimes it's more challenging than others. And it's really interesting because sometimes I'll think they understand and then I realize, well, they didn't understand at all. Okay, so how can I rework mm. what I've said and what they're saying? How can we better understand each other? And I'm sure that's why it's, it's easy for some people to, to just create different design iterations and say it could look like this or this or this or this. Mm. But that process of creating those doesn't interest me. The process 
process of continuing to dig mm -hmm. and cultivate that conversation really does interest me. Well, as I think it's like you said, you're taking, in many ways, the ego of the artist out of it. Because if you mm -hmm. give someone, here's seven variations of what you did, those are like your seven variations. And right, they might yeah, say, well, point. that one's the closest. Just go with that one. Yes. Instead of like them being involved to create right. that which is their variation, their actual yes even if they don't know it yet when just as a as a yeah. as someone who what loves they writing, would have created if they could yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. if they understood yeah they had that talent that's what they what was deep inside them that yeah. you kind of like brought out and just as a writer i love the idea of sort of through art you're teaching people also a new vocabulary a way to express yes what because i think sometimes the hardest thing people have is you have images or thoughts or feelings but how do you express them in a way that you actually translate into a mural on a wall right. and you learn something about yourself by the process of expressing that yes and my clients have, have pushed me in ways where I have to admit the work is better you know mm -hmm. I think it's going well and they say this is great but it's not really what I imagined and then it you know it can be a bit disheartening and then you try to figure it out but several times when that's happened at the end I think dang that's that's a much better piece yeah, right, right. because of the way they pushed me mm -hmm. but I also have to learn to to say no and then they have to learn to say no as well you know because sometimes I really do think the client maybe doesn't have the the best artistic sensibility about mm -hmm. what we're doing and I kind of have to push back and sometimes they're saying I don't know about that and they kind of have to push back so um it's it's finding that that balance, balance as well yeah. yeah but yeah I think it's Really, I, brave is my favorite B word, which is why it's on my business. It's but um, it really is quite brave of clients to engage with with my process mm -hmm. of just developing trust over conversation. And yeah, it's a really interesting. No, thing. It's, it's, a, it's an enormous dynamic, right? I mean, it's a terrific oh. dynamic to be able to do that. To, 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 I mean, you have to, like you said, discuss this with your client, and they're trying to envision what is on the wall. They don't know it, and you've got to come up with that and kind of working together. Yep. One, it's got to be tough, and two, then at the end, it's, you know, it's when satisfying. it works, it's like, wow. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's probably the best yeah. part, like I said, when somebody says, wow, that's exactly what I want. Yep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's the best part. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. So what was it like, what's it like to, to have taken that plunge and now to, in, in essence, be an entrepreneur of your art as well? Yeah. What's that, that side of it like? It's every feeling all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... Months when you're busy, I think I'm a literal genius. And months when I'm slow, the imposter syndrome is um, mm. really, you know, it really kind of creeps up on you. Yeah. And um, it just, I really tether myself to the encouragement of my friends that help me get my business off the ground and to my clients that have been such, so wonderful to work with. Um, so it's, yeah, it can be really, really scary. My traveling life working seasonally taught me well to kind of weather the ups and downs mm -hmm. of sure. money management. So yep. I was well prepared in that way than maybe more people as far as entering entrepreneurship. But uh, yeah, it's amazing and it's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it is. But I love the idea. It, it, it's so true. I can't tell you how many entrepreneurs we, we talk to. And it's that support group of yes. their family and their friends that really keep your notice there's always going to be ups and downs tough times and and good times but in those tough times to have people say you know what remember why you're you're doing this that we all believe that you can do this and and you yourself know it but it's just 
in those downtime when you said the imposter syndrome keeps pitched in and then tries yes. to convince you that you're, you, you don't know why you're doing this, but like deep down there is that, that passion right. that's still. Yes. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. Rob Share says, uh, bravo, awesome, great interview. Uh, Love listening to your articulate expression of your passion and talent. Oh, thanks, Rob. So it's just... It's true. It, it, very true, very true. So, Brianna, before I let you go, what's the best way people can get in touch with you, contact you, especially if they're interested in, in having you come, come visit their home? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I do have a website, uh, www.bravecollaborative.com. Um, I'm also on Facebook under Brave Collaborative, Instagram under Brave Collaborative, um, and my email is bravecollaborative at gmail. Perfect. It's super easy. easy. Just Brave Collaborative across Facebook, Instagram, yes. Gmail, that was and the website. That was a deciding factor coming up with a. I had lots of different ideas, but that. It's was a smart, one yeah. Of the it's a smart move. Important things Absolutely, for me. Yeah. Yeah. Just remember one thing. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Perfect. Well, Brianna, it's been such a pleasure. Been a Your thank you for having me. It's so lovely, and I just love talking about the, the creative process with yeah. you. It just, it's an amazing it's way that you work, and the results. Yeah, it's an inspiring way that you work, and the results really yeah. show because it's beautiful. beautiful thank artwork. you. This has been an amazing way to get to know Charlottesville. I really appreciate you guys. Oh, fantastic. Thank fantastic. you. Thank you so much. Thanks. All right, as we go ahead and uh, swap from one one rate artist to another. Another, yeah, exactly. You know, just. Like I tell you, I'm always impressed with the ability that people have to, to show their their talents right mm-hmm. in different ways. And you know, again, I mean, I, I think of just little pictures. You know, we have to draw in a little, you know, even a four by four. That's almost to me impossible. <laughs> on a mural, it's like, wow, yeah. how do I even start? I and just, I paint the walls. That's yeah. easy, but no, it's just something. It, as you know, I mean, writing is more is the art form that I tend to lead towards. Right. Just, so it's just as a writer, I get all these images in my head and I can describe them with words, but I just appreciate so greatly the talent that people can take those images and actually express them on a wall. Like you can yeah. actually see the result. Well, so I guess, just, I, I just so appreciate think about this, that so, so think much. about it this way, right? So when you're writing, right? So you've got poetry, which, which I know poetry, short stories and novels are, are somewhat different, right? But I mean... A poem is pretty short, so if you can get your images, like haiku for P6, mm-hmm. it's like three lines, right? So if you get that image into three or four lines, right, that's one way of doing it. So if you're very good at that, then all of a sudden you have to write a novel. I mean, that's going from a small thing to a to big, a big thing. thing. So now you have to, how do I, how do, I do that? How mm-hmm. do I take what I know and put it into this larger, you know, size. The larger size, right? So that's, it's just you know, so that's impressive. It. In every, yeah, and to in, do that. I think in every artist has those challenges some people are just so good at absolutely yeah. and from one another great artist. artist to another great artist or a man of many talents as well so we're excited to welcome to the show Davi Leventhal he's an artist he's the founder of the Fushito Project he's an interpreter at James Madison's Montpelier he does so many amazing things wow. and so we're just very excited to have him on the show this morning Davi thanks for joining good us morning, thank you so much for having me guys and right. like I'd like I'd like to say because I'm uh, Brazilian um, so Xavier is how we very say good. Him and Alex. Perfect. Thank you guys for Perfect. having me on. Very excited. No, same here. So we're, we're I haven't been called well. Xavier in such a long time, but that's, that's in, Cata- in Catalonia. So, so in Catalonia, that's, that's how you pronounce it. So thank you. Absolutely. my memories. <laughs> so, Davi, for those who don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself and also how you first became interested in, in art and expressing, expressing yourself artistically. 
Well, um, I was originally born in Brazil, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, and my family moved here to Roosevelt Island, New York City, when I was two years old, where I grew up. Um, I love people, and I've been a professional artist for years in New York, um, working with major institutions there, such as MoMA, Guggenheim Museum, the Park mm -hmm. Avenue Armory, etc. Wow. <laughs> and I started with art at an early age, um, like most of us creative people. Um, I was one of those kids in the class that would always do caricatures of my teachers, <laughs> um, mocking them. And this is actually, actually hilarious, where this was in fifth grade, a teacher of mine found some of these drawings, because I would pass them around to my friends. <laughs> You know, um, and one of them found these drawings. And then Monday morning, every Monday morning, he would put up the projector on the screen, which nowadays, who knows, is probably <laughs> Bluetooth, right? Uh, but he put a projector of sort of the curriculum for the, for the week. So, I, you know, we slog in uh, early on Monday morning, come sit at the, at the desks, and then, boom, projector goes on, light goes off, and it's my caricature of him. <laughs> Everyone in the class starts cracking up. I sink down into my seat. Right? I go, if there was one day I could have stayed in bed, it should have been this one. But the teacher was wonderful. He cracked up. He loved it. Yeah. You know, so he celebrated it. So I always had a knack for drawing. I never really took it very seriously until senior year in high school. Um, when I was like, hey, wait, I got to go to college. What am I going to do? Um, and so I always had this skill with drawing, and so I created a portfolio and so forth, and that led me, got me into Pratt Institute, and the, his, okay. the rest is history after that. That's amazing. That's fantastic. So tell us, what are some of the, I mean, you're involved in a number of art projects here. Yes. What are some of the, the art projects you're involved in here? We can talk about Fushito Project and, and some mm -hmm. of the others. Yes, uh, so I created the Fushiku Project. So I originally, I studied painting, drawing, um, even Renaissance-style painting as well, uh, ground pigments and all that wow. stuff, um, making my own gesso, etc. Well, I'm a big history nerd and so forth. And so I started with that, but I also utilize a textile craft that I grew up with in Brazil called fuxicus. Um, fuxicus, the great thing about it, it has a double meaning because in Portuguese, fuxicar is to gossip. And so this is a textile craft that I saw the power, the unique power within um, to connect with people, uh, mm -hmm. to make bridges with people, because mm -hmm. it's little leftover fabrics that people make little flowers from or right. flower designs, and they attach one to the next to make all kinds of things in Brazil, um, tabletop covers, bed covers, uh, dolls. I even have Christmas trees that my mom and aunt made wow. for me. Um, wow. So... I saw the symbolism in that, is that these little fushikus are like us, right? And that when we're able to make bridges with one another, we can create big and greater things. Mm. And so this is one of the projects, my aspect, aspects of my practice is to utilize this craft where I collaborated with a dear friend of mine, childhood friend, Julia Eki. Miss you. She's in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, professional photographer. We collaborated on this where we went into the favelas of Rio de Janeiro, which are the shanty towns, mm -hmm. to seek out women who knew how to make this craft right. and to sit with them for them to teach me. And we documented the whole process. I created artwork from wow. this. But 
you know, and once you sit with them to do this, you can't help but gossip, yep. <laughs> right? The aspect of the gossip was me asking about their life story. Mm. So, like I said, I love people, and art is one of the most powerful mediums. It's truly amazing. Like you guys were talking before, and Brianna and so forth. It transcends languages, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not by chance Michelangelo painted the Sistine Chapel, right? Um, so I utilize that to make bridges with these women so I could help uplift their voices, which have been unheard their whole lives. And we mounted an exhibit that was presented in New York City and so forth. And so with that, I use these fushikus and teach people how to do this. It's, you know, there's just one step away from these women in these favelas right. in Brazil, right. you know, and teach them about their story and to also take on other people's stories. So that's what my process is based on, is people's stories. That's why um, I've you know, been a professional artist in New York City for many years, moved here to central Virginia, Orange, Virginia, um, two and a half years ago because of the pandemic, but also because my partner, uh, her family's from Virginia. So it made a lot more sense to get away from the big city, mm -hmm. move to a more rural area, uh, where also I might have more impact and to share more of my work with people. Yeah. And so I worked for, with the Art Center in Orange, which my partner heads, um, worked with the Boys and Girls Club, doing workshops with Fushikus, teaching children there about Brazilian culture, about the stories That's of these fantastic. women, yeah. and so forth. So it's been amazing. I did a residency program at LaGuardia Airport for this project. And I had people from Iran, I had people from all over the world sit with me to learn. And the incredible thing is that when you sit with someone and you engage in a creative task, all the walls fall away. Mm -hmm. So it was incredible that people were just opening up to me about personal things and so forth. So that's the power of art. And that's what I try to utilize um, through my craft in painting, drawing, and also this textile medium as well. Now, since being here, I've been very fortunate as well to work at the James Madison Montpelier. Mm -hmm. um, started working last year, and it just goes hand in hand. I'm an interpreter there. So like I said, I'm a history nerd. I love it. Um, so learning about all the history there of the voices of the unheard from the past as well has been so enriching and powerful. It just feeds into uh, my work, inspires me even more. So yeah. also, could I plug an event for Montpelier? Oh, absolutely, yes, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, right. My colleagues, they do an amazing job there. Um, go visit, it's incredible what they're doing, the mission. But there's a wonderful event coming up during spring break for kids and family. It's called We the Kids Day. It's on April 5th. It's a day full of activities, scavenger hunt, gifts. There are prizes. Uh, there are tours. There's garden uh, masters there teaching how to pot plants oh, wow. and everything. So there's food. It's going to be an entire day of an event. So please come. I'm going to be there. A number of my colleagues will be there. It's a beautiful landscape, beautiful history. All the, the rounds are, no, are stunning. Exquisite. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and as an artist, it's very inspiring. The landscape <laughs> mm -hmm. and everything, the, you know, the sunsets, sunrise, all of it. So come out. Um, you know, it's worth it for the family. You could check it online at montpelier.org. 
uh, at the events section. But it's it's been so incredible learning about all this stuff, working with these other people. Because mm-hmm. um, as I said, I grew up between cultures as well. So my influence from Brazil gives me a different perspective about the history at Montpelier as well. Um, there are a lot of similarities and, and so forth, but it just keeps feeding the inspiration yeah. that I work with. I just love the notion. I feel like in many ways, you're, you, with your art, you kind of you connect with people across space and time. Yes. In essence, because I think even even though like Fushiguro is like a particular expression of of the textile art in Brazil, right? Mm-hmm. I think every culture around the world can sort of reach back to the memory and say, this is that thing which we used to do together. Exactly. Right? And when it's like you said, when you're engaged, you're engaged in a common purpose, but the, the end goal of which is beauty, the creation yes. of beauty. So it's, it's not a common purpose that might divide, but it's a common purpose that everyone can, can unite. Because we all love beauty and we all appreciate beauty. And so I think many of that's why those walls start to come down. You say, well, here we are. It really doesn't matter that you're from Iran or I'm yep. from here or that maybe in Iran they didn't do Fushiku with textiles. It was a different form or you know, maybe in Cuba they had their own little art form and it wasn't making little flowers together, but it was something like that that you would get together and do. But the, the pursuit of beauty is the same. Yes. And so you can join together in that. Yeah, it's that sort of engagement together to create mm-hmm. something beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. And something that you learn from as well. You learn from each other, but also you learn a craft. You learn a technique. Um, you know, even going back to Native American cultures, beading, all of it. You know, we live around art. Everything is art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's so powerful and wonderful. I had people from India even tell me, oh, we, I grew up with the same kind of craft in India. So like you said, it's, it's global. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's amazing to make these connections and be part of it. Well, when you think about it, if you go back in history, right? So how many times do you go to a museum and you, and you see artifacts of, you know, little pots and little, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it may be, dishes, whatever, way back, right? Mm-hmm. And it's all the creativity. And you can imagine, I mean, and granted, then, back then they might have used some of it to eat on or to cook on. But, you know, we've seen miniatures. And the miniatures aren't used for anything. It's just the creativity. So I think we all have that creative, urge. you know, urge, right? And some of yeah. us are able to kind of, you know, put it to, to I guess, in a form it in and express ways. it in a way that others just have a challenge. But in a way, we're all, you know, we all like to create things, right? And then, like me, I like to, the reason I like the garden is because I put a seed and it grows, and I think I did that, right? Not that I did much other than water it, but, but it just yeah. feels good. It's like, it's growing, right? Right. And so, but I, but I just wanted to ask you, on the, on the Fushiko, it's called, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you literally learned how to do Fushiko? Yep. Because I, I was trying to get a feel for when you work with these ladies, did you did you work with them, or in the connection, did you did you draw something, you know, where you would draw them doing it or anything of that sort? No, I worked with them. Okay. So the the crux of the project was because Fushiku is also in Brazil. It's more common, mostly, that women do this craft, right? Um, men, it's sort of kind of a taboo for them. Mm. We don't do that kind of <laughs> stuff, you know. So I was also purposely sitting with them for them to teach me how to make this because breaking that gender barrier, Mm -hmm. but also engaging, interacting with that. So they're teaching me how to make 
this. And in that, we're talking. And I'm asking about their life story. You know? And I'm the one that benefited the most from it. You know, it's truly, truly amazing how humbling mm-hmm. it can be. Um, for example, there was a lady, Dona Maria, one of the favelas that she invited us to into her home. She's a tiny little shack home. We arrived there. She was so happy, you know, so ecstatic. She said, oh, my God, you're an artist from New York City. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, I said, no, no, it's about you, Dona Maria. She said, okay, give me one minute. Do you guys want coffee or anything? And, you know, as you guys know, you know, one of the first things Brazilian will offer is coffee. Coffee, of course, yeah. tea. And so we're just like, no, 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 what could we give you? And she goes, just excuse me a second. She went two doors down to her sister's house because she wanted to put on her best clothes. And she came back. And so, you know, that exchange, she was just, you know, ear to ear smiles. Mm-hmm. And that's the power is that giving people the attention, allowing them to speak through what we artists Mm -hmm. do to then share with others is something truly beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it must be. Yeah, And probably one of the, for for someone like that, probably one of those few moments where someone came and said, I actually am here to listen to you. Yes. Because how infrequently must that happen? Yeah. Right. In the course of that, right? In the course of their life to say, no, I am actually here for you. I'm here yes. to, to, to listen to what story. you want to say. Not to tell you something, but yes. to listen to it you. It makes them feel exactly. alive and important, right? It makes yep. them feel like I can now share this with somebody. You know, mm-hmm. somebody recognizes that this is something that is beautiful, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I just realized what are some... Oh, and I shouted to Anna Pillow from nope. the Art Center in Orange watching, like loving the show this morning. <laughs> She's loving the show, so thank excellent, you, Anna, for, for watching. Um, what are some of the? I'm curious. What are some of the other mediums that you enjoy working with? And, and we have some of your artwork on the screen for those who are watching on on Facebook. You can see it go by. What are some of the yeah. other mediums you enjoy working um, with? So, as I said, I studied realism. Even went to Renaissance style painting huh. to get that technique down. Because mm-hmm. I looked up to other artists before me. Um, for example, uh, Picasso for his craft. Mm-hmm. Right. Not person like everyone you know exactly you always have to to do that but the technique the craft Mm -hmm. he was if if people aren't aware he was brought up from very little child his father was a master painter and his father trained him to become a master painter so by the age of nine he was already doing master works Mm -hmm. of realism um that him being steeped in that foundation allowed him to branch out mm. and create mm-hmm. all these different uh, movements of art, like Cubism and the Blue Period and so forth. Um, so I was going after that to have that sort of classical foundation so then I could build upon that. Right. So I love surrealism. Um, getting into that sort of magical arena, but I also mm. do illustrations. Um, that I've worked with other entities such as a Brazilian um, record label called Not Another in Brazil comprised of five DJs. And just like Brianna was saying earlier, it's that exchange. Mm. You know, it's it's the engagement. And then what we do, what we're great at, bringing that, elevating that to make that bridge and have a beautiful result Mm -hmm. from that. And so these five DJs, they wanted an album cover. I designed this whole campaign with them um, that I created one piece 
that represented all of them, where everything was interconnected. And my work always is about that, that the interconnectedness mm -hmm. of life itself. Um, and so they mounted multiple album campaigns from that one piece, and then the last album they launched was the entire piece itself, oh, bringing it all together. Um, so, you know, one of the processes, you know, that you guys were mentioning before, um, how, do you, how do you bridge that? How do you work with others mm -hmm. um, to, to sort of execute what they have in mind in their head mm -hmm. um, in a way that meets their goals, right? And so I narrowed it down to, let's say in this example, these DJs, uh, give me three words that describe you. Interesting. And so within that, and then back and forth, and then I would do sketches, send it to them, see if it was to their liking or not, tweak things if it wasn't, and then from that I just ran with it. Um, and they loved it. It was amazing. It was an amazing exchange because they're also, they were creative people as well, mm -hmm. which was different because I've had clients who don't have a foot in uh, creativeness. Um, and a lot of times they have in their mind what they want. They don't really know how to express it yeah. or explain it. Mm -hmm. But they also want to micromanage the project, <laughs> right? It's sort of like someone wanting to go to the restaurant, wanting to order a steak, but then telling the chef how to I cook want, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you get that a lot yeah. as an artist. So, so it's about mitigating that mm -hmm. and, and reassuring them that, no, 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 I'm professional here. I understand. I understand composition, color, all this mm -hmm. stuff. I'm going to marry all these things in the best way I can envision it that will meet all the requirements you're looking for. And, hey, maybe it'll come out to be something even better than you were imagining, mm -hmm. which happens a lot. That's that's it's true. It's true because you you just you work with people and as as you said that when you begin to learn how to express, mm -hmm. you grow as the person. But then you're able to then better help the artist understand how to execute exactly that because you're expressing it better. And sometimes it's I would imagine sometimes it's kind of like drawing. Oh, yeah. teeth a little bit to, to get it can. the layers of the onion to get back there. It can, because they're excited about it, right? Mm -hmm. Like if, you know, I've done murals before too, and so if a client's like, oh, I want this mural in my house, this is what I want. This is what I have in mind. Um, you go, okay, how, you know, what if I use this kind of color? What about this? And how about this perspective or this? So mm -hmm. you start showing them different angles of what it can be. Yeah. Right and and reassuring them um, that no 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 I know what I'm doing I understand mm -hmm. oh you don't like that then okay let's tweak it a little bit mm -hmm. to your liking so it's that marrying process yeah. uh, like Brianna said uh, you open up their world a little bit to things they may not yeah. have considered I they, mean if I they push you and and you went away exactly and, I mean if know, I said you know down. paint a mural right. in my house of of you know a house on a hill. Because that's the only thing I know how to draw, right? And, and I just gave you my house on a hill. You'd be like, I think you could also do this and do that. But I have to move beyond my little drawing of a house on a hill to say, there's so much more that this could be. Right, right. But also, yeah. as the artist, you have to abide by the client. So yeah. if they want just that house, then do that house yeah. if, the, if you're willing to do it that way. Exactly. And so forth. But, exactly. Yeah. Well, Andre Xavier, a good friend of the show, he says uh, comments. He says, being from Brazil himself, oh. Andre Xavier, yeah, he runs. Um, I mean, he's got Patch Brewery. He's a great entrepreneur here at Patch Brewery. He does. Oh, um, I've been to Patch Brewery. Seville, I loved it. Uh, hop on Seville tours. Uh huh. Andre Xavier, he's in Bra from Brazil as well. So oh, wow, 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 irmão. 
And he says he greatly appreciates your interest in the marginalized craft of the favela. It's very inspiring. Yes, yes. And so that's basically what I do is to uplift the voices of the unheard, you know, Mm -hmm. through the power of art. Yeah, which, which is, is an amazing privilege I have to do. Which is a yeah. which is a beautiful thing. It is certainly it's is. It certainly is. Yeah, I mean, that's a beautiful that's a beautiful thing, beautiful thing about art that you can do that. Whether it be photography, whether it be writing stories, because mm-hmm. how many stories? I mean, you, you look at some novels and you realize the background of the novels is where that person lives, yeah, right? Maybe the, the characters may be creative, but the. The, the story itself, you start reading, you say, wait a minute, this is where he lived, this is how people acted, this is how people thought mm-hmm. about the, the universe, per se. Um, so, you know, that's the nice thing about art. It really does highlight that, you know, the, the, as you said, the voices of the unheard. Yeah, and also yeah. opens worlds. Oh, yeah. you, big right? time. Like books time. and so yeah. forth. Yeah, yeah. different I mean, perspectives. You, you, you think about when you go on vacation, I mean, at least us, when you go on vacation, one of the places you always want to go visit is the museum, right? Mm-hmm. Because you want to see the artwork that, whether it be, you know, from way back time or just current, right? But you just want to see, you know, the artists that were so creative that they're in a museum or in an mm-hmm. art gallery or whatever. You, know, you do that because that's part of where you go. That's part of the history. That's the that's cultural the treasures culture. of yes. the world. Yeah. That and the food we love. <laughs> yeah, oh, especially the food. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> which, which I was hoping there would be some cafe con leche here, but he drank it all. I don't he drank it. He never yes. gets here. All right. <laughs> you know, if Nick was here, he would have brought it, but he's on vacation. Right. So uh, he would like, ah, oh, my maybe my next assistant. Time. Next time. Uh, next time. Now we for know. Sure. <laughs> Just so, Davi, before we let you go, know, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you and, and to reach out and to net? Oh, uh, I have a website, www.davileventhal.com. Uh, you can find info about my Fushiku project on that, um, and you can reach out to me there. Um, examples of my work, portraitures, landscapes as well, and so forth. So, yeah, that's the best way to reach out to me and hope to hear from you soon. Absolutely, yeah. And if yeah. you don't do it, especially if you're watching on the live stream of uh, Davi Levithal on his Facebook page, you can also, there is the link to the Fushito Project there as well. Yep. That you just click it and go straight to the website, along with, you know, the... James Madison's Montpelier, which is April April fifth. Yeah. Yes, the April fun 5th. day for kids to just for kids and family. Families, there, yeah. there are activities for adults, for children. I mean, it's going to be amazing. There, you know, open house tours, everything. It's it's going to be a full day. That's fantastic. Day. No it's better way to introduce your kids to the beautiful location and history that is Montpelier. History, exactly. art, and to bring yeah. them on a, on a fun day and get them yeah. to to just see the beautiful area and then begin to connect with that history yeah. there. Absolutely. Yep, and I'll be there too. Just so there you go. Extra perk. Extra perk, yeah. exactly. You get to go meet Davi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Davi, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much Thank for Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you guys for having muchas me. Muchas gracias. Mucho gusto. Thank you so much. How would you say muchas gracias in, in Portuguese? Muito obrigado. Muito, muito obrigado. Muito obrigado. Muito obrigado. Muito obrigado. Muito obrigado. Muito obrigado. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you, guys. Thank you, Debbie. Uh, fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic uh, interview. We just this love. has been fun. I mean, this has been fun, so much you know? fun. I just yeah. love connecting with the past. Well, it's just, the- it's just it's, you know, again, I mean, even the, the the type of art that he was discussing, you know, from, from the Brazil. I mean, just, yeah. yeah. I mean, I haven't seen it, so i got to take a look at it. But, yeah, it's inspiring how people just find ways to create, right? Yeah. You know, you just look around and sometimes you go, wow, how did they do that? How did they come up with and that? And say, this is all I have, but I can still make yeah, beauty with exactly, this. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah. It is, it's amazing. Like, like in the, the old days with the stitching, right, the cross stitch and mm-hmm. things like that, you used to see that all the time because, you know, there was no internet, no TV, no radio, 
it was hard to read back then with a candle, so you know, women did a lot of that work, and it's just beautiful. You look at it now, you go, that's just it's a lot amazing. of, you know, Still, you can see that it takes a long time to patience. do it. And the patience. Probably a yeah. great way, I bet you working with Fujito is also probably a great way to build patience, build the virtue of patience. And you I bet to, you women do it together, so they connect, oh, yeah, they discuss, they talk, they chat, so it's, it's an interaction, right? And Wow. This has been exciting. This has been a great great show. Really, really loved every minute of it. And next week, got uh, another artist. We got a little mix next week. So we're going to have on Katie Brandish from Katie B. Glass Art. Okay. Um, And so a new new medium. New medium, absolutely. Um, And then uh, we're going to have Zachary Jackson. He's uh, the solar fi guy. Oh. So he's uh, doing some some solar installation. So he got some... Beautiful. Two different types of businesses. Absolutely. We're going to mix it up a little little next week uh, on the show. All entrepreneurs are welcome. Exactly. All entrepreneurs are welcome. And if you know out there in the audience some amazing entrepreneurs and artists that you want to bring on the show, be sure to send them our way. We'd love to, we'd love to feature them and, and have them on because it's, uh, it's what we love to do. Exactly, <laughs> so yeah. That's what we're here for. Highlight them and, uh, you know, you learn. I mean, uh, that you know, the one thing I always say, it doesn't matter how old you are, the most important thing is always continue to learn, right? Mm-hmm. And the minute you stop doing that, yeah, I think you're in trouble. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Rita Sign, thanks for watching the show this morning, or, or Rita Sine. I'm not sure which way to pronounce it, but thanks for liking the show this morning. Is there an accent oh, on the pretty, yeah. does, No, there isn't, but <laughs> I wasn't kidding. sure. I wasn't sure which one, but sometimes Facebook can't. No, I know, I know. Them. I'm just yeah. So just yeah. in case, wanted to cover it both yeah. ways. Maybe, maybe that's my Spanish speaking, Rita yeah. Sine, in, uh, in Spanish. But uh, thanks, thanks for liking the show this morning. Thanks to everyone who's, who sent us comments. Andre Xavier, thanks for commenting. I uh, just really appreciate everyone for uh, reaching out this morning and connecting with the show. Yeah, so thank great. you for being here with uh, me. Been, as always, it's uh, glorious to be here. And uh, it, boy, you know, you come in sometimes, you don't know what's, what awaits you, but this was fabulous. But it's, it's always, just, it's no, always, it's always yeah, 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 inspiring. It really is. Absolutely. You know? it, it truly is. So we look forward to, to our guests next week. Uh, be sure to check out April 5th yeah. at James Madison's Montpelier. Um, thank you all so much for joining us. Thanks, Judah, behind the camera. He's back Welcome this week. Back, Judah. Welcome back, Judah. I didn't even recognize him. He looks like a different person. Well, he's got his nice, fresh, yeah, nice, fresh absolutely. haircut. He's looking good. He's looking sharp. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to have to, now i got to start making sure I look good again. Exactly. Well, you know what it is? He's, he works at both ends, Judah. He makes us look good in front of the camera, and he looks good behind <laughs> the camera. So uh, that's that's. He's probably thinking, what do you mean? I didn't look good before? No, he looked great no, before. He's, he's, he, looks, he, just looks he always looks great. He's always sharp. Always looking sharp, Judah. So uh, thanks to Judah behind the camera. Thanks to I Love Civil Network and the set. Thank you to Emergent Financial Services for presenting. Of course, thank you to our great partners, uh, Castle Hill Cider, Credit Serious Insurance, Matias Yon Realty, and Forward Adelante, the premier Latino networking group here in Charlottesville, Virginia. Thank you all so much. Couldn't do the show without our great partners. And Absolutely. we couldn't do it especially without you, our audience. We just appreciate you all so much. We look forward to seeing you all next week. But until that time, as we always close on the show, hasta mañana. Great show. Fantastic.